patch, or maybe it's a uh, full uh, paving project, J. Perry Paving. Give them a call today. Brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed. Check out the benefits also investing in asphalt pa- uh, paving. Affordable, smooth, safe, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. And remember, J. Perry Paving, licensed and insured, contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs, no matter how big or how small. Folks, call them today. And I get here's just so much good feedback from the people uh, that that know that I have referred them to contact J. Perry Paving and um, and they do such a great job. And on top of that, there is no one that is better to veterans than uh, than J. Perry Paving. Folks, give them a call today. And why not? You know, spring is here. Weather is slowly getting better. 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Folks, as always, visit the website depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And I want to thank, we have so many wonderful sponsors on the website, such as Brood Awakenings. Next week, I will be stopping in Brood Awakenings. Remember, two locations in Johnston, plus they have the location in Warwick. And then you also have the the Brood Awakenings, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. Stop and see them at Brood Awakenings. Discover the brood difference. Everything is fresh. And remember, they have delicious drinks and coffee, breakfast sandwiches, lunch. Right now, you could pop in. They also have nice, big, comfortable TVs. Uh, It's terrific. And the people that work there are incredible. Brood Awakening. Stop it and see them. 1395 Atwood Avenue. Two locations in Johnson. And then they have the location Pontiac Avenue in Cranston, Bald Hill Road in Warwick. um, Once I get back, I I have so many meetings with people that want to meet with me. Uh, discuss different projects and or provide information. And I'm always meeting at a Brood Awakenings because you, you can get a table. You know, I've had people say, why don't, why don't we meet at Starbucks? And I, I say, all right, number one, I'm not a huge fan of Starbucks. Number two, there's never a place to sit down. Or they'll say, hey, do you want to meet at a Dunkin' Donuts? All right, I like Dunkin' Donuts, but there's nowhere to sit down. And they don't have the menu that they have at Brood Awakenings to discover the brood difference. Well, folks, we have made it to... Thursday. It is incredible. It's the final day of March, and uh, which obviously means tomorrow is April first. And then I will be returning to the United States coming up this weekend. But as I look back over the course of, um, so that will be I left on uh, Saturday, April fifth. So it's been full four weeks over this part of the world. It is interesting as I run into some of the different um, international media people. I was just um, in, in Ukraine and then coming back, I was with a, uh, a reporter from France. And then I've also been in touch with uh, a reporter from Turkey who's who's trying to go over. But it is interesting, um, folks, how, uh, you know, it, it, listen, what this does is it, it really shapes your perspective, and I've been able to, and, and, and those of you that have followed our coverage for the past month, um, you know, th- there are people that, that say, oh, you know, someone posted, like, the, the stupid comments, I, I, um, and I know I shouldn't dwell on them, and I, I, I normally don't, but sometimes I like to acknowledge, to point out, you know, some, oh, you're, you're being influenced by the mainstream media, that, that is moronic. 
You know, I, I also, folks, this has also been a time of great reflection where I have to decide, you know, embarrassingly in some ways, some of the people that have been following me. Now, I get that it's free and anyone, you know, that's the, the part of being a free medium. And, and you know, you can't always pick who it is that follows you and so forth. But, I mean, if anything, it's, it's the polar opposite. Um, I, and, and again, I recognize, I, and I'm sure a lot of my friends say, don't even dwell on that type of stuff. But influenced by the mainstream media, it, it's, it's the opposite. It, it's the result of talking to people directly, talking with many different types of people directly, to talking to, you know, to being in different places, to being right where it's happening. And being, am I influenced by the number of people that I've interviewed? I mean, of, of course I am. Am, am I influenced by, you know, dealing with all these people that have their lives turned upside down through, through everything that's gone? I mean, of, of course I am. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things that come into then forming an opinion on something like this. And I also, you know, someone sent me, and, and I meant to uh, pull this up, but someone sent me a short time ago, wow, look at that, Putin still has a high approval rating in, in Russia. I mean, are, are, people, are, are people not following the news? Are, are people not following that one of the problems that they're saying is that none of his generals want to tell him how poorly it's going? And so he's not even like operating in reality? Do, do, you, do you realize that, um, you know, th- this is someone that t- completely operates w- with terrorism and fear and... If, if they ever went to him and said, by the way, you're dropping an approval rating. Um, I mean, d- does anyone have a clue of what, what would be the end result of the per- – talk about like, you know, kill the messenger. Uh, Putin, uh, according to – but I'm looking at it. Um, Putin's approval rating inside Russia has reached levels unseen in years. A new independent poll suggests the impact of the Kremlin propaganda campaign – telling Russians about the virtue of the special military operation in Ukraine. There are um, so many people that they only deal in half of the story. So if they have been bombarded, they have shut out foreign news sources, and they're being bombarded by all of the state-run propaganda, that if that's all the information the people get, and they're told about this, quote, special military operation, they don't operate the way that we do. You know, Biden has a terrible approval rating. It's, it's, it's a brutal approval rating. It's where it should be. But why is that? It's, it's because of the fact that he's doing a terrible job. <clears throat> um, we, you know, we're not lost. It's not lost on us regarding the, the situation with the high gas prices and just, you know, everything that happened with the pandemic and we have a free press and people can challenge and go after. And then, you know, the president's approval rating is the president's approval rating. But don't people get that, you know, in Russia, the only thing they're getting is propaganda. The only thing they're getting is the state run television. That's the only thing they're getting. So they're not getting the full news of everything that's happening. They're also... You know, they're not highlighting how many people are protesting. They're not highlighting how many Russian troops are being killed. Um, There's different parts of that. So, but I, 
Putin's approval rating grows near 83 percent um, after the in- invasion. But it's it's everything that they're getting. It's gone up from 71 to 83 percent. But they can't get any real news of what's happening. So, folks, I, I want to repeat: there are individuals, um, and it is it's a bizarre element uh, I don't know it's 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 I wouldn't have seen this coming I don't think some of the people on the right that have been uh, favorable to Putin who have been favorable to this that are on this repeating Russian propaganda I, I've also learned I don't think a lot of people know what propaganda is propaganda is not bias propaganda is they, they're literally giving false fake information Um and I do understand coming out of the pandemic, a lot of people have had somewhat of a hard time in trying to discern, you know, what's what's real news. And uh, I just think people are somewhat uh, off through this this whole endeavor that 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 we've been in. But um, but propaganda, it, it, it's not it's not a bias. It's not it, it is true that CNN was always. On the attack running negative news against President Trump. Now, that's a bias. Conversely, you know, Newsmax, of which I appear, Fox, they are biased against Biden. Now, not their necessarily their news divisions, but pretty much through, if you watch Fox, it's all right, negative stories against Biden. CNN and MSNBC were biased against. President Trump. But there's a difference between something is completely fabricated, false propaganda, and something that is just a bias. You know, New York Times editorial pages are are biased. They are, their writers, you know, are definitely NPR types left leaning. Boston Globe is like that. Most newspapers are like that. Um, but there's a difference between that and, you know, last hour. When I was speaking with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd, and I'm going to touch on that, but Alex Jones, I mean, I I know that there are people that follow Alex Jones. There are people that believe all these conspiracy theories eventually come true. Alex Jones right now is in a lot of trouble. Alex Jones of InfoWars. Folks, there's a reason why a lot of times these people are banned from all these platforms, and I, I recognize there's a lot of people that think that Facebook has it out for them and Twitter has it out for them and all this other stuff. But you have to understand what's going on with Alex Jones right now. I mean, he is in a lot of trouble because of – it wasn't opinion that he was giving with what happened with Newtown, what happened with Sandy Hook in that school shooting. Alex Jones completely fabricated and made up things, and people believed it. He, you know, Infowars after what happened with Sandy Hook, right in Newtown, Connecticut, you had all those young children that were killed by Adam Lanzia. Alex Jones and Infowars, for whatever reason, decided to go off on this thing that it was all it was a false flag, and they were repeatedly saying that you know it was fake. How come there's no video of it? Um, that the, that the, you know, if you remember, they had the tiny little white uh, caskets and and they were, oh, that, that's all fake. And the parents were actors. Now, as, as absurd as that is, 
and is disturbing and demented and rotten and cruel and every other negative adjective you can come up with. But there were people that actually believed him. And I'd be willing to bet right now there are people either listening right now or on Facebook, whatever. But then you need to follow the news because Alex Jones is is basically now trying to pay the families off. This is not going to end well. He will not sit down. Uh, he's going to be held in contempt of court. My point is that that's not opinion. He wasn't given an opinion that he thought it was false. He was telling people this is a false flag. These are all actors. It didn't happen. It was the NRA, uh, meaning people want to go against the NRA and they just wanted to put in more restrictive gun laws and none of it happened. So these idiots and morons that follow Alex Jones on InfoWars, they would call and harass the parents' family of these tiny little children that were killed in in, uh, Sandy Hook in, in Newtown, Connecticut. So my point is, you know, in the parents, they, they're not looking. There's no number. He's not going to come up with a number, Alex Jones, that's going to make them happy. He, he's, he's along for a very long ride. And they're going after him very, very aggressively. And on something like that, that that's not even a whoops. Okay, that's not even maybe he, he said something he shouldn't have said, you know, taken out of context. That, that's not that. That was, that was absolutely, for whatever ridiculous reason pushing a lie repeatedly and he does have people he has someone on the ground in connecticut but that is that that's a different type of but i i want people to understand someone can't say well that was his opinion no it wasn't his opinion his opinion could have been too much was made of it his opinion maybe could have been that they should have had better security at the school an opinion could have been boy that mother who was the, the mother of Adam Lance, who was the first one killed, she, she should have been more careful letting him have access to such a dangerous weapon. Those would be opinions. But to tell people and broadcast that it was actually fake and that none of it was happening, and there were, those were all actors that you're seeing, that, that's not opinion. He, that was absolutely a lie. And, you know, I, I don't know how much money that they... Uh, make with Infowars, but he, he's about to watch it all all go. Connecticut judge holds Alex Jones in contempt after failure. He will not show up for the depositions, so they're going to start to fine him twenty five thousand dollars a day. So he's fined twenty five thousand, increasing by twenty five thousand for each weekday that he fails to appear starting uh, tomorrow. So he's in contempt, refusing to appear for a deposition. Now, it's, it's absolutely possible that some people online with InfoWars are going to try to rally the troops and like raise money for him in, in some way. But it's not going to end there. He's going to end up locked up. And maybe his endgame is, maybe Alex Jones, his endgame is that he's just never going to Cooperate, whatever they try to do to him, that he's just never going to cooperate with them. Maybe he's hoping in some way that if he could put them off long enough, that maybe President Trump would get back in office, and maybe President Trump would consider um, would would consider you know pardoning him or something. But that's still not going to get him off the hook. I mean, you, you, if you heard our legal expert Tim Dodd, which by the way we will have up on the website to Petro.com. 
uh, Alex Jones, th- this this thing is not going to go away. And you you have those families, and I agree that those. I don't think those families are even looking to settle. They are they're just so outraged that he would do something like that. And I understand, folks. You know, but there are people that rely on that, and there's people that believe that. And what I'm telling you right now is there's a lot of people that are along for the ride right now with a lot of the propaganda that's been coming out about the whole situation um, with Ukraine and with the whole situation with Putin. And I, I don't know what to make of, you know, President Trump in the middle of a war, President Trump is asking Putin to release any information he's got on Hunter Biden. Like, what are you talking about? You're talking about a murderous dictator, brutal thug, who has, through his actions, have cost the lives of thousands of Russian soldiers, thousands of, of Ukrainian people. He, he is just completely despicable, evil. And to, to even be requesting something from him, everything that comes out of them, everything they say are lies. It's Russian ministry is all lies. They're pathological liars. They, they, they just want to throw doubt out there. They want to continue their strong propaganda in order to just try to influence people. They don't even have to be fully influenced. It really can just be a matter of trying to confuse people, seemingly, is what they're, what they're doing. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Hey, call them today for all your propane needs. Call Tim Johnson at Propane Plus, 401 401- 885 401 It's Propane Plus. Now, in Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. Propane Plus. Three generations. They're available 24-7. They'll keep serving you for a long time. They offer online billing. Schedule your service and delivery at the click of a button. All customers receive a free safety inspection on the equipment. Automatic delivery. It's Propane Plus. They're the best. Give them a call. They also have a very uh, easy, friendly website, a residential commercial at Propane Plus and online at propaneplus.com. Folks, as always, visit the website, topetro.com. I want to give a uh, big shout out to my friend, realtor, Pat Elston, who's so terrific. Call her, 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 474 5253-401-474-5253. It's Caldwell Bank of Realty. Pat Elston specializes in residential and investment property sales. All right, I do have some sound to play, but I also want to touch on what I had mentioned uh, a little bit last hour. And I just want to pull it up because Ted Nisi was the one from uh, Channel 12. And again, folks, <coughs> excuse me, good afternoon. We're back to the noon report, everybody, on uh, Facebook Live. It is one. I, no, I'm not at, number one, I'm not in Ukraine. Number two, I'm not at the train station. We are in, uh, absolutely, I, I absolutely had to come inside. I could not. I, I was, in order to get to Ukraine, I have to go through the, the border crossing right there in Medica, which is the border. And we were there yesterday, and you see all of those. By the way, all the religious, spiritual volunteers, they're, they're just fantastic. But um, what, I, what I wanted to mention was I was there. It, it, it's, it's just it's so raw and bitter cold, and I have interviewed so many different people. Um, Juan is right near the checkout point, folks. I am. I mean, we have 
tomorrow's show and then unpacking and then full and then we're we're flying uh west over the weekend excuse me we're going to be flying west and because i want to pick up as this number one we have the elections we have the elections and that cd2 race is an important race and i'm anxious to see how that's going to develop uh we still have the three people in the republican primary then you have the people in the on the democrat side that are that but then you also have um we have the race for governor, and that's big. And then I really like this Gene Lugo, who's running Republican for lieutenant governor. And I don't think the media is fully giving him a, uh, a fair shake. But it was um, Ted Nisi that of uh, Channel 12. Um, let's see. What's uh, TV Federal Hill filming? In, I don't know what that is. Michael Carenti. New project at its current state. I don't know what to make of that. He hasn't, has not cut a film in quite some time. So I'll believe it when I see it. Um, Where is, uh, this is interesting. McKee is widely seen by town officials as the least compliant of local developers with frequent issues related to his projects. Cumberland issues violation after McKee does illegal work. I'm telling you folks, the guy just can't get out of his own way. But here's the, the tweet that I'm talking about. Governor McKee spokesperson says no one from his office has been interviewed by the FBI on ILO so far. I want to repeat that. According to, to uh, Governor McKee, no one from his office has been interviewed on the ILO matter by the FBI so far. And adds, that's the last time they'll answer the question. We expect law enforcement will do the due diligence and be directing all future updates or investigation of them. You know, that's not going to be sufficient. And let me, let me say this about Governor Dan McKee and his administration. You don't get to call the shots here. Okay? You're the one that's under the FBI probe. You don't decide what questions get asked. Let's be very clear about that. Now, he's the one that can't have a press conference right now. He's the one that can't sit down for a full interview. Because he doesn't want to talk about the FBI investigation. And I fully get that. But this business, and folks, just three seconds as Juan just adjusts something very, very carefully and quickly. There we go. Um, it's just getting a little bit of uh, feedback. And there I am. Uh, let, me, let me be very clear. Hey, Tommy, guess what? You don't, you don't decide this. Okay? The moment that you, that the FBI confirmed that you are, in fact, the target of an FBI probe. You, you don't call the shots on this anymore. And as a matter of fact, Governor, Governor McKee or whoever from his office this, that announced this, uh, that, that's the last time we're going to answer the question. Hey, guess what? You're going to get the question a lot. What do you think I'm going to ask every time I, I see them? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be back over the weekend. I'm going to start starting next week. Folks, we're back in full force. Juan is going to be rested, renewed, and, and international Juan is ready to go. Oh, oh, you're calling the shots? Oh, you're deciding what we get to ask? And that's the last time we're going to answer the question? Well, that's certainly not going to be the last time it's going to be asked. No, we have a right to know. Oh, so, so if, if, the, if the sitting governor is going to sit down and be questioned by the FBI, we don't have a right to know about that? What, what world is he living in? That's not even something Buddy Cianci would say, for crying out loud. 
Oh, he's deciding what questions? Let me explain something to the McKee people. You are now passengers on this FBI ride. And you're not the first ones this has ever happened to. Guess what? You don't decide when the investigation's over. You don't decide how it goes. You don't decide who they talk to. You don't decide if they start to look into other areas. You don't decide when the statute of limitations is up. You are now the subject of a criminal FBI probe. You don't get to determine what questions are asked. My question for the governor, think of this. We're almost into April. He can't even be on a debate stage right now. Sitting governor can't be on a debate stage right now. Why? Because what do you think every question is going to be about? Now, as we're about to, tomorrow's April 1st. And he's, listen, I'm just saying, I I don't see a scenario where I, I was initially saying about this person that's running on the Republican side for governor. This, I haven't met her yet. I do want to meet her. I'm going to be fair, right? Juan's fair. This Ashley Collis. Um, you know, listen, at this point, I, I'm going to try to keep an open mind. But with her, I was saying, listen, is, is the state desperate for some leadership? Yes. I don't know if we're that desperate that we're willing to take someone from Illinois that just bought a house in Newport last May. But one thing I know about the state, one thing I know about Rhode Island, I mean, I, 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 I just don't think we've hit the point that the, the, the voters are going to elect someone who is the subject of an FBI probe. I, I just don't think we're there. They may not. And I'm sure the McKee people, I'm sure they don't like it. I'm sure, of course, they don't think it's fair. I'm sure they feel, oh, this is so unfair and blah, blah, blah. Um, but a, a, a Democrat primary voting, are you going to vote for someone? What happens if he gets indicted uh, October 1st? What happens if he gets indicted the day after the primary? I, I, I'm going to stick with my prediction. I had said Nelly Gobey is going to, the Secretary of State is going to win that primary. I want to be very clear about something also. And, and I know sometimes I shouldn't cater to the peanut gallery, as, as they used to say, or just those. But listen, if, if I'm predicting who's going to win, it doesn't mean I'm voting for that person or want that person to win. I'm saying based on the information I have in front of me, I am sticking with the prediction that I've had for some time that I believe she will win the Democrat primary. She benefited from the one who made the mistake in jumping out was Seth Magaziner, the general treasurer. He should have stayed in that race. He didn't. He jumped out. I asked them now, would he leave the race knowing that McKee was under an FBI probe? So Governor McKee, this business of, and that's the last time that we're going to answer the question. No one from the office has been interviewed by the FBI. Well, number one, I don't know if I believe that. And number two, they're still getting everything in order. They, they, the ones who would potentially be in trouble here are actually the McKee people, not the ILO people. The ILO people uh, came along and the governor, apparently, and his people couldn't have been uh, nice enough or friendly enough to help them mold their bid to meet this the, the specifications. And if you go to Operation Punadome, uh, which was the, the big probe of Providence City Hall, where they determined that rest in peace, the late Mayor Cianci was running his office and running City Hall as a criminal enterprise. I know a little something about political corruption, but that was a situation where someone says, hey, we're going to need office space for something. Now, they may have office space, but if they just put it somewhere Okay, we're going to have a special project and we have a city building 
and we're going to use that city building or state building. But if you do that, where's where's the benefit? Meaning there's no money that gets attached to that. So then they come up with these certain specifications. And let's just say the city, I'm going to stay with this example for a moment. Let's just say the city has a building that would be 20,000 square feet and it has 20 parking spots. So what they do is, because they want to put it out to bid, stay with me. And so what they say is, you know what, we figured out we're going to need 30,000 square feet and therefore we're going to need 40 parking spaces. Now, it's probably not true, but now what they're doing on the sly is they're connecting with someone. And someone they know who's willing to pay the toll, who's with the program, who's willing to pay a certain amount each month, says, hey, I happen to own a building that is 30,000 square feet and I have, you know, 45 parking spaces and blah, blah, blah. And so what they do is they mold the specs to fit that building of which they're then going to give the bid to because then money's going to get kicked back. I think that's a pretty easy to understand scenario. And by the way, it used to go on all the time. I don't know if it still goes on, but so what they're basically alleging is, and, and it, I, I can't see anything different here, which is the, the, the governor himself, Governor Dan McKee himself, who could end up going. What time is this? Right now, folks, hear me out. At 12.38 on this Thursday, final day of March, it is absolutely possible Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee could end up in a federal prison. It is absolutely possible. And I'm not even going to entertain those people. No, no way. No, that's what they... Yeah, I'm going to go back to Plunodome. What did people say? He's never going to be indicted. He was indicted. Well, it's going to get dismissed. It'll never go to trial. It went to trial. Well, he's never going to be convicted. He was convicted. Well, he's never going to go to jail. He went to jail. Well, it's going to come up an appeal. He lost the appeal. We, we go through this all the time. He, Governor McKee, Governor, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, is the target of an FBI probe. The question is, are Rhode Island voters? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with, I, I think Buddy Cianci had the type of personality that if, if the election had come, meaning had come up and rolled along, while he was still under indictment, I, I, I think there was a chance he still would have won that election. Um, he was that popular. And he also just, you know, he, he could certainly connect with people. Governor McKee doesn't have that. Okay, with Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, number one, the, the fundraising is going to start to dry up. If it hasn't already, uh, it becomes a dead man walking thing. Number two, he's really going to declare war on the media. And he's, he's really upset. Number one, he's angry at Channel 12. Because they're the ones that broke the Nilo story. So he's angry at Channel 12. Number two, Brian Crandall of Channel 10 broke the news that the FBI was investigating Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. So now he's, you know, he's very angry at Channel 10. So as I said the other day, I believe his new opponent is actually the media. Although I'm not saying he's going to go store scorched earth, right? He's not. It'd be interesting if he pulled the President Trump and started talking about fake news. But... He is uh, angry, but just be realistic about it. Where this is going to get rough for Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is, at, folks, at 1240, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I have not 
been inside doing my program in quite some time. For those tuning into our live stream on Facebook, it's the weather outside is is it's 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 not a beyond cold. It's it's a freezing rain. I I can't. I, I'm done with um, and trying to interview people that are soaking wet and freezing. It's it's just not happening. So I was in Ukraine this morning. I I've, I've seen enough. Um, it's incredible, by the way, the churches in Ukraine. I posted at least one picture on the Facebook page. Uh, they're, they're beyond beautiful. They're incredible churches. You know, what else is kind of funny is, um, so this morning in Ukraine, I, I figured, you know, maybe I'll explore a little bit around because I have someone there who was kind of showing me some sites. And folks, you know, the bombing is first of all everywhere. And something else that I want to mention, I haven't talked about this, but something that is a major problem um, that, that also, by the way, deterred me from going like way deep into the country other than sheer danger are the checkpoints when you start to hit the checkpoints um that's problematic um you know i want you to picture in our country in the united states anyway and when you sometimes encounter a member of law enforcement who's in a bad mood or maybe you encounter a tsa agent Who's in a, a bad mood or, or what have you? Well, multiply that by 500, throw in a language barrier and have everyone on edge. If you didn't see the video, as I was doing the video today, you could hear the uh, air raid, the sirens going off, which then has everyone go in to you have to go into a structure. Now, what happened with me was I was then signing off. Um, they approached me. And said, you know, you need to go into that building. I said, I have a better idea. I'm going back to Poland. I'm not. The the air raids, folks, when that goes off, uh, you know, that's when everyone starts to head underground. And then if the bombing starts, then it really gets dicey. But everything that I've heard, there's, there's so many different problems at the checkpoints. That's where you really run into problems. And that was, by the way, the, um, the first reporter that was killed was killed at a checkpoint. Um, and then, you know, they, they don't and then there's language barriers and who knows what can happen and let alone the stuff at night. Now, granted, I traveled during the day, um, but I can tell you they're everywhere and their intelligence is everywhere and they have eyes everywhere. And I did have another situation. I was not I didn't get in trouble or anything like that. I was out at a site. They want to see what you're filming. They want to see what you're taking pictures of. They want to know who you are. They see on my passport that I have been in and out of the country several times over the past week. And so, I, and again, I, I'm just as cooperative as I can be. I have nothing to hide. I will tell you that they've had a, a huge crackdown on Russian spies, huge crackdown on Russian spies in both Poland and also in Ukraine. And so it, um, I was glad that I was in Ukraine uh, earlier today, and then obviously I was there yesterday. The date that um, what's today? Tuesday we had a little bit more of a problem with it. We did that was difficult, and then we encountered. We didn't have the Wi-Fi problems this morning. We were able to straighten that out, which I was glad. Those watching on Facebook Live, we were able to do it right on this page. Um, but it's you know it also becomes a point. Um, there, there's a fatigue where you're constantly being stopped. Right. And, and I want to be very clear. I fully get it. I fully get it. Um, they have every right to stop me. I am uh, a stranger in a foreign land wandering into a war zone. They have a right. To, they absolutely have a right to know 
Who is this that's filming a bombing scene? Who is that's taking pictures? Who is this that seems to know some people on the ground over there that was showing me some of that stuff? Uh, but the ear siren raid, if you, if you, I'll post it later on the website, topetro.com. That, that was different. That certainly gets your attention. Um, and then I'm seeing the different people uh, going underground. And then there were two, I don't know what they are, surveillance type people that were kind of following me. Again, that's, what am I going to do? Tell them to knock it off? Tell them to stop? Tell them, hey, you know, what's your problem? I mean, it's not like that. You're the one that entered there. So you have to be, you know, flexible and go with it. They were very interested to see anything that I was filming. Um, but I want to come back to at least they did not delete. A beautiful picture of uh, this church. And then they let me keep the, the video that I had done of, of the live stream. But the bombing is everywhere. I mean, the, not all the bombing is reported on the news. I mean, sometimes it is when there's a major target. But I'm telling you, they've taken out some of the targets that it just either there was no media there or they just don't want to report it or they didn't want to know. They don't want to alert the Russians if they did, in fact, hit something. Um, you know, of all the interviews that I have done. And again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Right now it's 1245. By the way, we're live until live until two o'clock and I will be on the air tomorrow um, and then traveling back over the course of the weekend. I want to, you know, I call it a shout out, but it's really a thank you to like our friend John the Roofer, Paul Manville, stepped up, said, I love what you're doing. You should have brought me with me, should have brought me with you, excuse me, and he's right. But call for a free quote, 1-866-906-ROOF, 1-866-906-ROOF. Um, it's John the Roofer and our friend uh, Paul Manville. And also, folks, again, I want to... Um, Thank everybody at the Coesed Inn, which has delicious Polish food. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. That is on my list of places that I'm going to be stopping in when I do return to the free world or to to the States um, and then sometime next week. But they're very supportive. It's delicious food. And the service is great and the wonderful people. Jim is great at the the Coesed Inn. You know, I did meet uh, a journalist from... Uh, France, and he was in Kiev, and he got hit by some kind of a shell, and had to get his legs stitched up, and then it got infected, and he was like lying underground somewhere. He told me for like two weeks, and now you know there he is at the border. I'm not trying to laugh, but he's alive. It didn't even make the news, not that I'm aware of. Uh, he was there covering it in Leaf, which is the city I was closest to, which is the western city. Um, but his his leg and it, it, I didn't want to react. It looks terrible, but he they couldn't he couldn't move. He couldn't leave, and the hospital's filled with like really injured people. So he ended up just somewhere like I don't know where he was. He was underground for like a week. When I think of last, it was last Friday. When I was in Ukraine and interviewed um, Andre, who his section of Ukraine, uh, I think from Maripol or Kyrgyzstan, was absolutely devastated, flattened. He's the one. They spent a week underground in a bomb shelter. Whew, that is tough. And the people that are in Maripol right now, folks, this is, they are 
let alone now the weather is brutal. They are cold. You know, they're trying to get drinking water. Uh, I don't think anybody's showering or taking a bath. Um, they are short on water and food. And I, I also met someone. I, he was going to come on camera and then until he wasn't. But he said that he was in Maripol. And so they go underground. I, I think he said they went to a church basement, but I'm not positive. There was a language barrier, obviously. But he said, I, he was describing for me, listen to this, folks. You want to hear, this is different. And you know what else? I, a lot of the stories I've heard will start to come out because sometimes it, it takes a little while to process them and you don't like just spit them right out. Then you think of it. But anyhow, he comes out and he wanted to go home and see if his home had been hit. And he said when they came above ground, he was not even sure what direction he should be walking to try to find his home. Everything around them had, had been flattened. I mean, that's pretty. And this, and, and Putin and Russia, it is, it is just nonstop bombardment. Every structure, every neighborhood, just completely leveling. That uh, Maripol, which is in the southern part of Ukraine, and, you know, kind of near the water, it actually looked like it must have been, a, was a beautiful city. But they have, there's nothing left of it. It is, do you remember like during the Iran hostage crisis, um, they used to say, I remember, I think it was Ted Nugent that said, I'd make uh, Iran a parking lot or something like that. But it, um, that's what they have done. They have literally done that to Maripol. It is just brutal. And someone, someone who was describing for me today, his sister is still there said that there, there are people, um, it's, they're underground in bomb shelters. And she said it's, it's almost like they're, they're in like coffins. It's almost like they're in caskets underground. Like they're, you know, they're running low if, if they have any food or water left. It is just completely demolished. There's no heat. There's no electricity. They're all freezing. And, um, and so many of them, you know, can't be moved or injured or elderly. I mean, it's just a horrific, horrific situation. Folks, this portion of our program, I want to say hello to everybody. It's Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. That's right. Folks, call them today. 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan and Heating. Helpful. Yes. Are they trustworthy? Yes. Are they reliable? Hey. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating. As Coog says, let us into your home. Don't fix it alone. The Coogie Point, 401-732-6562. It's Coog's R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by Endzone Sports Pub. Stop in and see the March Madness this weekend, 960 Menden Road in Cumberland. Dana runs a great place, and they start the karaoke Friday and Saturday nights at 830. N-Zone Sports Pub. Pop in and see them. Bring some friends and meet some new ones. I will be going there when I return. So I know I promised sound. It sounds like I'm going to play a lot of the sound next hour because Juan has been on a little bit of a uh, ramble here. Um, But... Folks, really, uh, let me just see some of the latest. I think that's really interesting with, um, let's see, 
Let's see. Russia is set to receive 134,000 new conscripts. Putin signs a degree on the spring draft. No hot zones, uh, they have. I don't know exactly what that means. Other than, um, I think it's very interesting that they believe that they're not, his generals, Putin's generals, are not fully telling him everything that's that's really going on um, in Ukraine. Let me hear, uh, this is part of it actually. This was on uh, EBC. Um, Good morning, America. I like Martha Raddatz. I've interviewed her before. I think she's uh, terrific. I think uh, I should have this sound of Martha Raddatz talking about this. ...there from Russia. But U.S. and U.K. officials clearly believe that Putin's in a bubble. They sure do, George. No one likes to give a president bad news, even in a democracy. But imagine trying to tell Vladimir Putin, a brutal autocrat, that his invasion has been a disaster. And whether he knows it or not, or the Russian people are being largely kept in the dark, this is the kind of information that the people will eventually find out. You may censor the news, but if you lose more than 10,000 soldiers, your neighbor's son, your friend's son, that word will spread through cities and towns. And a big question, why did the U.S. declassify this information? Officials already believe Putin is becoming more paranoid and angry with his close circle of advisors not trusting them, especially after the U.S. regularly released intelligence about Russian invasion plans. So Putin at this point has to be worried. There is no one he can trust in his close circle and among his military commanders, and that could lead to even bigger mistakes than the military has already made, George. Hey, Martha, what more do we know about these Russian claims? they're scaling back military operations. They really don't think they're scaling them back. They're moving them around. They're resupplying and reinforcing their troops in other areas because around Kiev, as we know, it really has been a disaster. They've kind of given up there and they're using different means now, George. She is uh, terrific. You know, that that is, uh, and again, folks, um, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Hey, how about the uh, Hunter Biden tax probe is intensifying? Um, this is a good reporter, uh, Pierre. Let me hear this. The president's son has been intensifying. Sources telling ABC News a steady spate of witnesses has been appeared. Oh, all right. That is my fault. I apologize, folks. Uh, maybe I'll play it next hour. Let me try one more time. That was... Pierre Thomas, that was, um, you know, I, I don't know what to make of this other than I hope they they do bring, he gets indicted and bring charges against him. If anything, just so then we can start to clarify that the Hunter Biden laptop has nothing to do with the invasion, even though some people continue to um, push that whole theory. All right, this should be Pierre Nothing Thomas. Evidence that the Justice Department's investigation into the tax affairs and financial dealings of the president's son has been intensifying. Sources telling ABC News a steady spate of witnesses has been appearing before a federal grand jury seated in Wilmington, Delaware, with more expected in the coming weeks. The target, Hunter Biden. This is the FBI and federal prosecutors focus on Hunter Biden's tax payments and his work overseas, including business deals in China and his ties to Ukrainian energy giant Burisma. According to sources, among the critical questions, did Hunter Biden follow the rules and register as a lobbyist for a foreign entity? Biden served on the Burisma board when his father was vice president, something he admitted to ABC's Amy Robach was a mistake. At the time, you never, it never, you never thought, this might not look right. You know what? I'm a human. 
And you know what? Did I make a mistake? Well, maybe in, in, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. But did I make a mistake based upon some unethical lapse? Absolutely not. Republicans in recent days pushing for more scrutiny of Hunter Biden. During his confirmation hearings, Attorney General Merrick Garland vowed there would be no White House interference in this investigation. Whether charges are brought or not, this will be one of the most scrutinized cases during Garland's time in office. Guys? No question about it. And uh, and not too soon. But again, folks, and it is uh, 1256 on this Thursday, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online. You can, yes. How? At the website. Just go to dipetro.com and then right at the top, you click on listen live and boom, you can listen. This portion of the program is brought to you by Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Delicious calzones. They're open right now. I can't wait to pop in and see them have some delicious calzones. When one returns, plus let's go Brandon Donuts and Cupcakes. And they also have free coffee, remember, for first responders. But whether it's the sausage and peppers or eggplant, the delicious meatball calzones, buffalo chicken calzones, Philly cheesesteak calzones, pepperoni and cheese calzones, chicken parm calzones, plain and deluxe spinach pies, wimpy skimpies, pizza strips, cannolis, brownies, and, of course, the most delicious chocolate-covered donuts – Ron's Pastry Gourmet, 170 Royal Little Drive. There they are in Providence. Well, folks, right now it's 1258. And again, we go until 2. It's the John DePietro program on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. And uh, please visit the website. If you missed any of the interviews, um, and there have been so many of them actually, but uh, in all honesty, you, you get worn down by it. I mean, it definitely... The, um, it was pretty incredible yesterday, that area right by the border at uh, Medica, where we first went uh, four weeks ago. That, that basically has turned into like a, a little mini, it's like a little mini village. It's like a Patriot place for crying out loud. They even have concrete down and they have wooden floors. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing to see everything that has happened. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to break for the one o'clock news and get a full update. I will have a lot more sound next hour. Plus, I'm glad that Providence police officer, the charges are not brought against him. I mean, I thought that was ridiculous. And there's someone running for office that the media needs to be hold accountable. One of those members of Black Lives Matter who's always exaggerating and lying and gets a complete free pass by the media. So what we're going to do is we are going to uh, take a break and get the one o'clock news. Again, uh, next hour is radio only. You can listen at the website, AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. It's John DePietro on this Thursday, final day of March. The power hour is next. We're going to be back on the other side after the one o'clock news.